0: Sorry. It is that kind of Christmas morning here, I guess. There we go. Well, good morning. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So, good morning again. Good morning, uh Family, guests, friends, good morning online, whether you're watching locally or around the world. So glad you're here. Um, I have the privilege this morning, I'm gonna kind of tilt this like this, of kind of wrapping up our uh, Christmas series. Um, We have been spending three weeks kind of in in Luke 2, um, verses 8 through 15, where the angels come to the shepherds, and specifically verse 10 and 11. Um, So actually, before we get... This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the armies of heaven appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So, two weeks ago, Bob talked about uh, the glad tidings and great joy and why this message uh, from the angels should get us excited. Right. Last week, Gabe told us how this message is for all people, um, and how really we're effectively kind of the delivery service for this gift, right? and um, that if we don't take that gift to those around us, they may never have a chance to receive it. So this week, I have the privilege to talk to you about, um, they left me the dregs of the message. Um, today, a Savior is born to us. He is Christ the Lord. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I get this, this great privilege to talk to you about, about this part. So um, what a powerful statement. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So think back to Christmases over your life think back to Christmas maybe, or even even a birthday, sometime in your life when you received a gift that was so unexpected, so extravagant, so perfectly what you wanted or needed um, that it took you back for a second, right? On Wednesday, I kind of asked, I asked that question, let people respond, and Zach said, the first time I got an Xbox. And I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> um, whatever it was, right, that gift that just, Kind of made you, just kind of stop and stare and think, "Is this really? Is this really for me?" Right, the kind of gift that just makes thankfulness just kind of well up in you, right? Maybe even to tears. So just remember how that how that felt, right? How that valuable gift made you feel valuable, Um, and what that meant, what what it means to get a gift like that. Um, so here are, the, here are the shepherds, right, hearing this message. Um, and what were they thinking? You know, it's easy to think, I think we see representations like it's easy to think that, you know, we, we see the awe, and then we fall over, and you can see almost the moment where the angel says, don't be afraid, and they look up, and they see all this, and they hear the message, and then you just go, oh my gosh, then they just rush off to town. And, and I think, you know, I'm not sure that's how it went, Right, you know, I feel like after they got over the initial fear of what was going on, listening to the angel, these were shepherds, right? They were just out there. This had to be just a, a mind-blowing event, um, and you know, I'm not sure they really understood from the law and the prophets and all this what they what the angel even meant when they sent us. Sa- you know, a savior is born. He's the Messiah, the Lord. You know, I think they. I kind of picture it kind of going like this, where he's like. I bring you great, glad tidings, or great tidings of, of joy, and they're like, okay, you know, for all the people, they're like, okay, that's good, okay, you know, in the town of David today, okay, okay, we like David, David's good, we like David, is born to you, okay, all right, a savior, he is the Messiah, of the Lord, huh, saw that going differently in my head, you know, um, You know, glad tidings a great joy. I'm a shepherd. Maybe some more money. Maybe vacation, right? Maybe some more sheep. I know. How about the end of the Roman occupation? That would be great. But why is Savior? What is this? Why is Savior Messiah the Lord? We hear this story all the time, but why, when we think about it, did God choose to introduce himself that way? Right? He could have said all kinds of things. Right, The, the multitude of the heavenly armies shows up. And I, I always take a little, as a side note, I always take a little a little bit of, I don't know what you want to call it, with those things. Never once in, the, in Scripture do we see angels appearing in, up in the air. They're always standing with us. And so we see them like this. But they were, like, this angel showed up, and then they were surrounded, like, what is going on right they show up and this is how god chooses to announce his coming to earth and what he says is a savior is born right he could have said this is the very the very son of god in the flesh has come right the king of the universe is here the creator god right the teacher of all mankind the husband of israel right he doesn't even choose to use messiah the lord as the focus it's like a tagline. A savior is born to you. He's Messiah, the Lord. Right? Why is this how God chooses to announce himself in the most ultimate moment in history? And I wonder if we've ever asked ourselves that question. Why is a savior a gift? Why do I or we need a savior? Right? Maybe we think the same thing. Instead, a little more money, vacation, less stress in my life. Those things would be gifts. right? But a savior. This is a, a favorite mug of mine. I got it from a therapy office. Um, if you can't read it, it says, I'm fine, but the rest of you need therapy. <laughs> um, and I wonder, you know, on any given day, if, if we're honest, if we wouldn't kind of say that same thing. I'm, I'm fine. The rest, you need a savior, right? Um, most of the time, I think we probably feel like we're doing okay. Our society clearly tells us we're doing just fine however we wanna be. But when we look in the mirror, right, in the quiet of the night, what does our heart tell us? Do we wonder if it'll all be okay? Right? Do we wrestle with the fear of what may come if we actually have as much control over our life as we think we do? A single phone call this afternoon could upend you know, any one of our lives. Right? For all the tolerance that our society talks about, we live in a culture overshadowed by fear and rage. Listen to this quote. Our earth is degenerate in these last days. There are signs that the world is speedily coming to an end. Bribery and corruption are common. Children no longer obey their parents. Every man wants to write a book, and the end of the world is evidently approaching. Why the everyone wanting to write a book is the end of the world, I don't understand that. But um, right, It sounds very contemporary, but even though the origin of that quote is not entirely clear, it is by most accounts attributed to either an Assyrian or Egyptian author about 2800 BC. So um, we live in a world of chaos. (laughs) We have always lived in a world of chaos. We live in a world that was stolen long ago by an enemy. And we live under the banner of that enemy. In the letter of 1 John, the apostle John says it plainly, In verse 19, he says, we know that we are of God and that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. See, we're born into a world ruled by the author of chaos, who wants nothing more than to drag us down and destroy us. We all feel that pull, right, in our soul that there's something missing, We're surrounded by lies that tell us to go a thousand different directions, looking for the one thing that'll fill us up or make us whole, right? If we're honest, at some point, we all find ourselves saying, can somebody just save me from this? Deep down, I think that we know we need a savior. Okay, question. How many of you are looking forward to seeing your relatives and extended family this holiday season? oh, well, that's a lot more than I expected. That's good. Okay, you guys have good congratulations, Right? Um, a lot of us, right, would say that the relationships of our families and our extended family right, are the most stressful part of the holidays, right? We're almost forced into these situations where the expectations are high of how we're supposed to get along and how we're supposed to act, and, right, we got to make the situation memorable and, and picture perfect, and darn it, we're all going to have a good... Oh, no, no. Okay. Um, Right In 2018, there was actually a survey done, and a full 88% of Americans said that the, the holiday season is a time of high or extremely high stress for them. Right? An, an interesting report for a season that's supposed to be about rest and joy. Uh, but on a different level, I wonder if we don't treat our relationship with God the same way sometimes like an expectant relative that, you know, expects us to put on a show to look good, to keep up appearances and to not disappoint him, right? If that's true, how many of us would label that a gift, right? Not me. See, the fact is that the Savior that was announced that night is as much of a gift today as he was then. Let me show you from Scripture, though, really how difficult it is to actually receive this gift, okay? Lean in on this. This is where it gets pretty complicated. I'm going to go over here and show you. So this is Joel 2.32. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay. Are we good with that? Okay. Could you follow along on that one? All right. That's some complex stuff. Let's go again. Here's Romans Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. Okay. We're we're on par here. We good? Cuz we tracking, right? This is not complex. Right? God did not set this out to be a difficult thing. This is a gift. Right? The kind of gift that you open and you just go, is this for me? Like, do I get do I get this? I didn't without any doing anything. I wasn't even that good this year, right? (laughs) And what happens when we're saved, right? We can talk about what we're saved from, but what are we actually saved to, right? John 1.12 says, but to all who did receive him, those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children of God, right? Paul drives this home, with the contrast of these two in Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right, This is the gift. We get the free gift of God to be rescued out from under the banner of our enemy and held in the arms of a God that made us to be restored to the greatest and most fulfilling relationship we could ever experience. But we often overcomplicate our relationship with God, don't we? We put so much on God that he never asks of us. We put obligation and expectation on our relationship that weighs down the joy of that gift. Friends, we have, he, he has given us everything we need to enjoy that gift fully. Centuries ago, King David wrote this in Psalm 1611. You will make known to me the way of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Right, in your right hand, there are pleasures forever. Right? There is nothing like knowing God. The passage from Joel, actually, where he says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved is also the passage where God promises, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Right? He didn't just come and save us and go away. Like He gave us his spirit to be with us to every day, to communicate with us. As we run around the world grabbing at this and that and hoping to find happiness, everything we want is actually found right here in this amazing otherworldly gift of a restored relationship with God. The gift that was announced by all of heaven's armies. Right? Did you catch that in the original passage? Right? We see heavenly host in Scripture we think, oh, heavenly host, a bunch of angels with wings and pretty. The Heavenly host, that phrase means the armies of heaven. Right? They come to announce the coming of a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That title, Lord, is the same title used for a landowner, right? Lords and ladies, right, and and kind of a feudal system. And the Messiah was the promised one, right, that God would send into the world. So if we say it another way, the armies of heaven stand there on the plains around these shepherds and quite literally announce, the owner of the world has returned to bring you back to him. God has kept his promise to rescue you from the chaos, The creator himself has made a way to rescue mankind and mankind will experience his salvation for them. We are being saved from the clutches of the enemy of our souls who has held us from birth and we are being saved to the God that made us. And that's it. That is the gift of Christmas. We get Jesus, right? We're not saved to a life of expectation and religious duty, right? But like Romans 8.1 says, there is no judgment left for those who belong to Jesus Christ for the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has set you free. If you've never accepted this gift, this is the perfect time to do it. And if you're one of those who sit here and we've, you've known this gift for a long time, it's, it's understanding, it's familiar, Right? Let this season be a time to revisit that. Revisit that freedom you have in a fresh and new way. And just remember how free we are. And again, like Gabe said last week, we are the messengers of the gift. We're the delivery service that God uses to get this gift into the hands of people that still so desperately need a savior. Maybe this year when someone asks you what you got for Christmas, you can say, The best gift I got was Jesus. What'd you get? (laughs) All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you that, that you came to announce yourself as a savior. That the primary, the primary identification you gave yourself was not to hail yourself and your power and your might, but was to make known that you wanted us back and you made the way to do it. We glorify you and we love you. May this season when we celebrate this be a time of newness, uh, of joy, for the great great gifts you give us in Jesus. Amen. All right, all right we're going to celebrate communion now. Um, if you're new here to discover we we'll have two couples up here with wine and bread. Um, we do have a self serve station in the back with juice and bread and gluten free crackers as well um, you're welcome to come up if you uh, if you know Jesus as your savior if, if that gift is for you you're, please come up and you don't have to be a member here to celebrate communion to, to discover if you are a part of the family of God, you're welcome to celebrate with the communion with us so Thank you. We're going to let the worship team continue. Have a great day.